The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. Once again, this week is no exception. Today, we're going to talk about mindfulness, we're going to talk about meditation, and we're going to talk about the new way to rediscover calm in a chaotic world. My return guest to Guys Guys Radio is best-selling author Danny Penman. He and his writing partner Mark Williams have put together a new book called Deeper Mindfulness. Uh, it's a follow-up to a book they put together a couple of years ago called Mindfulness, Finding Peace in a Frantic World. And it became a bestseller, sold over 2 million copies. Um, so many people around the world have gotten behind uh, Danny's teachings and his meditation protocols. And in the new book, uh, Sir Kenneth Branagh uh, gives a blurb saying, basically, this book walks you gently through the beautiful, messy process of being human and teaches you how and why all can be well. And I think it's a perfect book at a perfect time. It's an eight-week meditation program. I'm going to take part in it on my own. I'm going to report back to you on how that's going, and I'll get Danny back on the show at some point. And we'll go through kind of what I learned. And hopefully the folks out there, if you're considering meditation, this might be a good, simple way to start it. And if you are a meditator already, this may be a way to take you to your next level. But we're going to get into all of that with my special guest, return guest to Guys Guys Radio, Danny Penman. And I'm wondering, for those of you out there, do you meditate? I think with all the craziness going on, all the violence in our world, all these uh, trouble spots that are really overboiling with with violence and with hatred. Uh, meditation may be one of the answers for us, who are basically most of you who are listening to this are on kind of on the sidelines in a way of everything that's going on out there. But we don't want to get sucked into the craziness, if you will, and we want to pray for peace and send love and send positive energy to really these hot spots in the world right now. And I'm not diminishing what's going on there by any means. These are serious business and people are fighting and dying and killing each other. And, you know, I always ask myself, when, when has that ever worked, really? We have to find a way to live together on planet Earth, or is there not going to be a planet Earth for us to live on if we keep behaving the way we have as human beings? So let's, let's get it together. And a good first step to that is for if you're looking for a way to find some peace and find some calm in this chaotic world, it's meditation. If you haven't tried it, I strongly urge you to consider it. There's lots of different guests I've had on the show who talk about and teach meditation. You can look up uh, and Google all different types of meditation um, programs, uh, YouTube, um, Amazon. You can get books, on uh, this DVDs, CDs, whatever, streaming, whatever platforms you use, you can learn about meditation. There's groups out there. There's, I'm sure you have friends who meditate. It's a good practice to begin with. And I know so many people who meditate are getting started in meditation saying, I can't quiet my mind down. There's too much going on. We're going to get into all, into all of that with Danny and more. But just start. 
Taking that first step is the most important. Take that first step. Begin to calm yourself. Even if it's five minutes a day, then you can be, it can become, excuse me, 10 minutes a day and on and on. And before you know it, you're meditating, you're calming yourself down, and it's a really positive practice. So, Guys Guys Radio, my special guest, Danny Penman. So let's get into our conversation about mindfulness, meditation, and finding some type of peace and calm in a chaotic world. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, it's the interview portion of our show, and today we're going to talk about mindfulness. We've got a special guest, and I believe he's been on the show before, but you know, I've interviewed over 750 thought leaders, and I think I spoke with Danny before about his book called Mindfulness, Finding Peace in a Frantic World a few years ago, and I'm so glad to have him back. He's got a new book with his writing partner, Mark Williams. And the name of this book is, and I'll show it for the uh, YouTube viewers and Rumble viewers, Deep Mindfulness, The New Way to Rediscover Calm. And you know, we're in a kind of a chaotic world, and this is a perfect time to learn how to get into mindfulness (laughs) and meditation. And we're going to cover all of that today with my special guest, returning to Guys Guys Radio, Danny Penman. Welcome back, Danny. Uh, It's good to be back. I remember our interview, is it? 2018 i think it was probably yeah that's five yeah, years yeah. ago so it was a few a years while. ago it was a few <laughs> years ago so. so i'm glad you're well and i'm glad you're still doing the great work you're doing you're a meditation teacher award-winning writer and journalist and uh you've just done, done so much to help people kind of relieve pain reduce stress restore well-being and that's what we're all about here on guys yeah. guys radio and since then we're now on uk health radio four times every week which is the world's largest talk radio station in the world. So you'll be pleased to know that we'll be on there with this interview. So let's get right to it. You've got a new book and it's called, once again, it's called Deeper Mindfulness, The New Way to Rediscover Calm in a Chaotic World. What uh, what inspired you to write this book? Because you did write that very seminal book, Mindfulness, Finding Peace in a Frantic World. Um, what about this one? We, um, we we actually, uh, when we finished our original book, Mindfulness, we thought we won't write another one uh, for no reason. And we couldn't think of anything new to say. But, you know, both me and Mark, <laughs> first up, you can't The publisher says, up. what else you got, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? They, the publishers were asking us that for like 10 years. <laughs> and we were always saying, no, we, you know, we have, we've said what we wanted to say, uh, you know. Uh, and we discovered we we had something new to say. It's as simple as that. Um, and it arose. We just started talking. We were thinking, you know, maybe a podcast series. And we decided that we'd try and work out why mindfulness actually worked. Because nobody, if you can believe this, nobody actually knows or knew how it actually worked. And we started looking into it. We realized, um, as we did the research, that um, mindfulness and um, therapies in general tend to work by what's known as a process of decentering. So basically, it allows you to step back from your thoughts and your feelings and emotions. So it, it kind of enhances wisdom. It gives you a broader perspective. And that that's where it's kind of relief that's why it's so effective and we thought you know wouldn't it be nice if you could actually enhance that process 
And it's possible to do that because um, you can, through mindfulness, you kind of learn to see your thoughts and feelings and emotions as it's like a stream. You know, one thought leads to the next and the next and the next. Same with emotions, same with physical feelings. And we asked a stupid question. We thought, what would happen? You know, is it possible to go further upstream to the moment before those thoughts and feelings and emotions actually popped into your conscious mind? Now, if you ask stupid questions, sometimes you get really profound answers. And it turns out, yes, you can do this. It is possible to do it. In fact, in the ancient world, um, there was a, uh, a, a group of meditations known as Vedana or feeling tone meditations that allowed you to focus on the moment when the unconscious mind crystallizes into consciousness. Now, through these uh, meditations, you come to learn that um, you come to sense, uh, you realize that the mind uh, categorizes or, or kind of acknowledges really or categorizes everything very simply and very purely as either pleasant, unpleasant or neutral. And the, all of our thoughts and feelings and emotions grow out of that very simple uh, classification and if you learn to focus on that moment you suddenly realize that you're pu pushed and pulled around by these these very simple uh, uh feeling tones as they're called and after a while they you can remove their sting you know just by uh sensing them you you come to realize that actually you don't need to be pushed and pulled around. You know, you your thoughts and your feelings and emotions don't have to run away with you. Okay. okay. So you're kind of uh, witnessing then. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That, that's a okay. good way of putting it. Yes. Well, let me do this. Let's do this. Let's take like three steps back and uh, kind of set yeah. the table for our listeners, because some of them meditate and some of them don't here on Guys yeah. Guys Radio. And I want to I want to really promote meditation and I want to promote your work, but I, I want to, yeah. uh, I want to do a little, uh, level set first. So yeah. what okay. is, what is mindfulness itself? What is that? Okay. Is that being aware of what's going on? What exactly is mindfulness? Mindfulness is quite simply full conscious awareness of whatever is going on in the present moment, uh, in your mind, uh, and your body and all around you. So it's really just full conscious awareness it's not being trapped in the past or or worrying about the future it's just pure conscious in okay. the present moment awareness okay now about you danny and and mark what is your backgrounds to make you kind of experts and thought leaders in this area right first off mark is a professor of psychology um at oxford university in the uk so you know one of the world's greatest sure. universities I came to it um, through or following a really nasty paragliding accident. Um, I uh, was paragliding over southern England about 15 years ago now. Uh, my canopy collapsed. I spun into the hillside. Um, luckily, I landed on my feet, but unluckily, the lower half of my right leg was driven through the knee and into my thigh. 
So this was a horrible accident, immensely painful. I then spent a month in hospital um, and then five months uh, wearing <laughs> this horrible contraption around my leg uh, called a Taylor spatial frame. I was in was it 16 wires and bolts going through one side of the leg, through a fragment of bone and out the other side. Extremely painful, 24-7. Um, I learned to control uh, the pain using uh, very simple mindfulness meditations I'd learned at school. I was genuinely surprised how effective it was. I reduced my painkiller consumption by about two-thirds, um the, the doctors kept offering me anti-anxiety medita- medications uh, uh antidepressants things like that and i politely declined saying no i'm going to deal with this in my own way and i continued okay. to meditate very effective i eventually came across the work of mark williams and uh i was a journalist at the time i tried to get it into the newspapers nobody was interested 15 years ago uh, it was akin mindfulness meditation. It was seen as akin to waving crystals around. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't going to work. Nobody was interested. Uh, uh, eventually, we produced mindfulness, finding peace in a frantic world. Um, much to our surprise, that sold two million copies so far. Amazing! Amazing. Yeah, um, I genuinely thought it was going to sell maybe five thousand copies. It was. It was a book that. I felt needed to be written as simple as that. So how did you Um, learn? Well, I got a bunch of questions for you. So um, how did you learn how to meditate and what style of meditation do you do and how often do you meditate? Right. First off, I learned when I was about 16 or 17 in school. It was was an ordinary secondary school in the UK. Um, We had a great teacher, in one of our uh, courses and he was just really into meditation and he wanted to share it with us uh, lots of the kids were not that interested i i was i used it over the years to cope with the usual stresses and strains of life you know exams job interviews you know typical stressful situations typically i would do it for a few weeks and lose interest, you know, carry on with life because the problems have been solved. It was only after my paragliding accident that, um, you know, I, I built it into my daily life. Now, five or six days a week, I'll meditate for 20 minutes or so. I try to go on retreats every few years, you know, a week-long retreat. But, you know, I've got a young family, so that's not very practical. Right. My core practice is 20 minutes a day. Okay. When you were um, meditating to uh, for pain relief, how did yeah. how did you learn how to do that, and how do you do that? Um, I used uh, well, it started off almost as a homebrew exercise, <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. familiar with the term. In hospital, I I had heard somewhere that this meditation or breathe, very simple breathing meditations are, are good for pain relief. And I, I found it was. And I would quite simply, I would focus on the sensations of breathing. And paradoxically, I would pay attention to the sensations of pain. And uh, strange as it sounds, um, it seems to work because 
if you pay attention to the right to the pain sensations, you realize, yes, <clears throat> there are a great many peaks of pain, but there are also moments, sometimes minutes, where there is actually no pain. You know, so you 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 are suffering chronic pain, but it fluctuates enormously. So you learn to pay attention to the gaps in the pain, and you learn to realize that even those peak peaks of pain are often not as bad as you fear a lot of our experience of pain is it's a projection of the mind now that sounds very glib it sounds like i'm saying pain is not real or the pain that people listening and watching this are not suffering they are absolutely those sensations are real uh, but some of it is uh, is the mind enhancing the pain um okay. Okay. Now you've so, mentioned a couple of things, Dan Danny. And again, my special yeah. guest, guys, guys, radio return guest is author Danny Penman. He and uh, his writing partner, Mark Williams, have put together this book, Deeper Mindfulness, The New Way to Rediscover, Rediscover Calm in a Chaotic World. And I'm so pleased we're talking about this. But at early on, you mentioned a few uh, terms that I think we need to clarify for our audience. And that is, you mentioned uh, Vedanas, you mentioned feeling tones and a lot of the yeah. work you're doing now is based on that. So you could, could you just take a half step back and just lay the groundwork as to the definitions of those. And also I yeah. want to know who is this book for? It seems to be for people who are already on a meditative path. Firstly, who is it for? Uh, yes, it is for people who uh, have uh, got uh, you know, a reasonable amount of practice of uh, mindfulness. Uh but not exclusively. Um, yeah. In fact, in the recent clinical trial carried out at Oxford and other universities around the world, found that novice meditators, people with no experience at all, gained almost as much uh, benefit as experienced meditators. Um, so it's for people who do have a practice, uh, people who maybe used to have a practice but have either grown bored of it or it felt it wasn't as effective as they had hoped uh, so it, it's good for them as well and it's good for people coming at this completely green got it um, okay it's I'd... go ahead yeah it, it's it's a it's slightly simpler to do than the uh eight week mm -hmm. course in our mm -hmm. original book this one is also eight weeks but we really drilled down into what makes mindfulness effective and focused on those elements Okay, you mentioned, and uh, forgive me because I switched questions on you mid-question, mid feeling tones and vedanas, because these are tipping points, and um, you yeah. also mentioned that, and um, you didn't touch on it, but it's part of your teaching, and that's the whole background colors thing. So why don't you give us a little bit of uh, uh, yeah. groundwork as to the, the setting, if you will, for getting into this yeah. new version of mindfulness? Yes, these feeling tones set the whole tone of our experience of the world. So if you use these meditations, <clears throat> quite quickly you will realize that uh, what happens is feeling tones, and they can be physically felt quite often, they bubble up from the deep subconscious. And in the moment that you, the unconscious mind crystallizes into consciousness, um, they trigger a whole cascade of reactions. So you get... Uh, these feeling tones arising in your conscious mind, and then we, you react against those feeling tones. And then the thoughts and feelings and emotions 
um you know they each one triggers another and another and another so it's it's like the base layer of our experience and it's a base layer we are never really aware of it's only through these meditations that you become aware of it the only thing that we are normally aware of is uh our thoughts and our feelings and emotions as you know, as they appear in our consciousness but if you just go back a step or half a step um this gives you immense control over your life and you see how your experience of the world unfolds so it tinges your whole experience of the world okay um so how uh, for somebody who doesn't meditate what's a good yeah. way of getting started you say 20 minutes a day some people yeah. uh and typically people that i've spoken to danny they uh they they like i can't i can't calm my thoughts they have the yeah. the monkey mind thing going on i always tell them you know, imagine there's a cloud going by in the sky and you just see it and you notice it and you let it go yeah. by and eventually the skies kind of clear up and just yeah. see if you can do five minutes. What What is your suggestion to, I mean, since you teach people how, how to get involved in meditation? Yeah. Because it's it's we do live in a chaotic world and everybody's got a busy yeah. mind. Yes, absolutely. Um, the first and most important thing is just to start. Um, and it doesn't matter if that start is 20 seconds, a minute, you know, uh, just begin the process. You know, everybody, even the most experienced meditators in the world, uh, their minds, uh, they think they're really calm. And then all of a sudden, there's this whole chaotic experience just overwhelms them. And that is a normal part of human experience it's a normal part of the meditative experience so it's kind of accept the chaos in a sense so um go to our website uh franticworld.com there are lots of uh meditations you can download there go to the section on deeper mindfulness and just try just try and you know what if if you find yourself um losing track after a minute you know, be kind to yourself. Just accept, okay, you know, congratulate yourself. Um, you know, because actually the moment when you realize you become distracted is actually a moment of mindfulness. You mm -hmm. know, it's is that a recognition. So you're actually successfully meditating if you become distracted. The moment you realize you become distracted, that is the meditation. Okay. My special guest on Guys Guys Radio, Danny Penman, the new book, Deeper Mindfulness. Um, for people who um, are just getting involved in meditation um, and they're reading your book, what is it that you want? What do you want them to get out of your book? And why is the program, what can they expect at the end of the eight weeks if they follow your program? Okay. At the end of the eight weeks, uh, they will have <clears throat> a profoundly different experience of life. And obviously it's up to them whether they take that forward um you know it's if anybody who is suffering uh any any form of mental distress uh it can be very difficult you know to to begin and the most important thing is to take teeny tiny baby steps forward do not push yourself too far you know just begin as best you can and accept that you will like everybody who starts this journey fall off the wagon from time to time so the most important thing is just to start. And if you, as best you can, follow the eight weeks of the program, you will realize 
just how much or how capable your mind is of kind of tricking itself in a way and uh you you will learn to get regain a measure of control over your life um virtually everybody who completes the eight-week course benefits from it you know um okay uh, uh, yeah. fantastic um one of the challenges i think a lot of people also have when they get into a long-term meditative course like yeah. yours is you know everybody carries a lot of baggage around with them whether it's yeah. into relationships or just every day and we yeah. we react we don't respond and we're not yeah. witnessing we get in the middle of the fray how, how can people start to uh i think the big step is how do we let go of our past how do we how do we not have our baggage control our day-to-day Okay, right. Now, this is where it gets very interesting indeed, because an awful lot of our mental distress comes from the way we experience the world, right? In the past, uh, bear with me, hold on to your hats, because this is where we go into the neuroscience, right? Mm -hmm. Most people uh, believed in the that our experience of the world comes through our senses, right? You know, you look at something, uh, you process that as if it was a video stream, and that's what you're seeing. So you're seeing life as if it's a video, as if it's a film. Likewise, with, um, uh, you know, touch, smells, all those things are kind of objectively real. Turns out it's not the case at all. What happens is we have a mental model of the world in our mind. We, we, we uh we think we know what's coming next and uh what happens is we have most of our experience of the world is actually conjured up by the mind the data coming from our senses is only to correct uh our model of the world uh so what we actually experience of the world is um what has been created by the mind now that sounds completely crazy. It sounds like the Matrix. <laughs> right. I was um, going to ask you. And there are, Sim- there are a few. We're in a simulation. Many would. We say. are in our minds simulates the world, and that is our experience of the world. The data from our senses just updates the model, and where there is a difference between what we expect to happen and what our senses are telling us, that's when we suddenly wake up. It is those are the moments when our model drifts away from reality that we're actually fully conscious. Those are the moments of mindfulness. Give, give us an example of that, Danny. Right. You are <clears throat> you're walking through a park, right? And you have seen that park thousands and thousands of times. You know what it looks like. You know what it feels like as you take each step. You know what the, the smell of the, the trees is like. You are running completely on autopilot. Your mind is a fantastic machine for simplifying everything. And that's what it does. It's you are experiencing the simulation. Now you trip over. That was unexpected. And that is uh, suddenly when you are fully consciously aware of what's going on around you, that maybe the only conscious few moments you have that day because the rest is your simulation of the world and it's a fantastically efficient process that's why the mind does it you know the, the mind and the body do everything as efficiently as possible so we live inside the simulation now that's great most of the time but if your simulation of the world drifts very slowly away from 
an objective reality, then that's where that's the source of an awful lot of mental distress because your expectations of the world are going to be different to what the world is like. And those expectations could be far more depressing, far more negative than uh, than the reality, as it were. So that is the root of much mental distress and possibly mental ill health as well. And what the meditations in our book do, these are two and a half thousand years old, don't forget, is um, essentially update your global model. It brings you back into contact with the real world. It's a very gentle and unfortunately slow process. It will take a number of weeks, but it means that you begin to experience the world. And the world is a truly wonderful place, you know? When you, yeah, for most people, you know, they might not have, uh, imagining you're in New York walking down, I don't know, Fifth Avenue. You, you may have walked down it a thousand times before, but you won't have experienced it for years. You know, you will not have smelt the car fumes. You will not smelt the hot dog stands. You will not have looked around. You had truly seen everything. You will have been running on autopilot. When you experience it, it becomes magical again. So uh, this is well, this is wonderful stuff because I think most of us go through, we're on autopilot all the time. So yes. part of, I guess, what you get out of this is you're going to be more um, immersed and you're going to be more alive, if you will, instead Absolutely. of just following a script. Um, yes. So, how do people? It's an eight-week program. How, how do right. how do people get started with this? Right. The first the first couple of weeks of the course are actually quite similar to uh, any other mindfulness course you might do. It's really a process of kind of reconnecting, regrounding yourself with in your body, and. And in week three, we start to teach how you sense these feeling tones, these Vedana. And it's a very interesting process. Uh, you, 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 know, you connect with your body and then you start to sense, you go upstream to, of your experience, start to sense these feeling tones. And when you first sense them, you, you really begin to wonder, like, why have I not noticed this before? Because they're often quite physically powerful you know i mean i for example sense my the feeling tones um in in my neck and my stomach you know when you have an experience a thought pops into your mind you learn to look inside your body for example and just ask yourself you know or is it pleasant unpleasant or neutral and in that moment it's a very very swift process that this the way the mind categorizes this um and you suddenly realize it's like there is this whole layer beneath your conscious experience mm -hmm. and that is what's driving your conscious experience it colors your whole experience of life you know so what um, the goal is to do what with that area to clear it out to be more aware of it what what, what is it that we need to do well, uh, the first thing it teaches you is mm -hmm. how much of your experience uh, is is on autopilot. Okay. You know? And once you know that, I mean, you know, I can tell you this a thousand times, you know, but it's only when you begin to experience it for yourself, you suddenly go, wow, actually, you know, I, I was unconscious most of the day. But it's a subtle form of unconsciousness because you are actually aware of it. You're living inside this simulation. But only when you step outside of it, 
that you suddenly, you know, it's kind mm. of like meta metacognition, really. Okay, Danny and... Danny Penman, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio, the book Deeper Mindfulness. And one of the things I want to point out, Danny, is there's a lot of QR codes in the book, so you can jump yeah. right into the meditation. So yeah. it really kind of holds your hand. And the reason I'm asking you these kind of basic questions is that for a lot of people, including myself, you know, I meditate, but I don't know what feeling tones are and and uh, yeah. what I, you know, this type of thing. So it's a uh, I think it's important that we lay the groundwork for people Absolutely. to realize where they are, that they don't realize that that place they are in, but they don't realize that where they could go to make their yeah. lives better. Now, yeah. everybody talks about uh, manifestation. And, um, you know, from what I have learned, if you can raise your consciousness and your frequency to a high enough, high enough level where fear cannot exist, if you will, kind of an yeah. upper room. Um, then anything can happen and you're more in touch with divinity, if you will. To me, meditation is similar in in a lot of ways to that, where you can get to a place where you can make things happen, not by driving them or forcing them, but by allowing things to be there within your purview. Help me out with this, Danny, because I think we're talking the same language here. Yeah, we are. Um, This does take your mind to to a different level uh it most definitely does it, it teaches you how your mind ties itself in mm-hmm. knots exactly. and we all do it you know it is a constant process unfortunately <laughs> uh, of reawakening yourself because your the mind wants to function as efficiently as possible so as soon as you awaken after these meditations you know you suddenly realize Realize how beautiful and wonderful the world actually is. You'll build that process into your simulation. You know your brain will rewire itself, and so the next day you have to do this, go through the whole process again. Otherwise, you know you constantly the mind just pulls you in. You know, it wants to function. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, the mind does this. For really simple evolutionary realize re- reasons, it wants to be as efficient as possible, which is why the you know evolution gave us these wonderful minds that live inside this simulation because it's really efficient, you know. And uh, so you have to constantly learn to step outside it, which is why it's important every day to constantly check in with yourself, constantly check in with your feeling tones as you experience things. Now is and this. Then, yeah, you, you'll Go be ahead. a lot freer in your daily life. Okay. Sorry. So um, is this program significantly different than the program from your other book? Yes, and can you is. do this program without having done that program? You can do it without having done the previous program. Uh, it is significantly but subtly different, if you see what I mean. Implicit in all mindfulness courses is vedana you don't consciously learn about it you don't consciously put it into practice but you learn to see the appearance of your thoughts and your feelings and emotions you learn to decenter from those and that is how mindfulness gains its power what the new program does is it takes you a couple of steps upstream so you see the process that immediately precedes your thoughts and your feelings and emotions so it's going upstream and it's probably going as far upstream to the, your core consciousness as is possible to go. Now you so mentioned, it enhances the previous program. Got it. 
Got it. Um, now you mentioned that the, these teachings are really thousands of years old. Where do they yeah. come from, and how, who was uh, who were who were participating, and who developed these? Okay, um, they were part of the original uh, Buddhist teachings. Um, they're not religious at all, actually. Uh, you know, because Buddhism, uh, you know, like all religions, they have philosophy as well as religion. You know. They're not asking you to believe in a deity or any kind of paranormal activity, anything like that. These are practices that, you know, people can use to enhance their day to day life. Um, um, they were they are implicit in mindfulness. But, you know, like mindfulness itself, they just were almost forgotten. You know, they were part of actually all philosophical and religious uh, traditions you know the stoics of ancient greece for example practiced a form of mindfulness uh christians did buddhists did i'm sure jews did as well um but they just became sidelined you know uh, and as the modern world developed we became more mechanistic and they became even more sidelined and it's only okay. in recent decades that they've been rediscovered now for yourself you've been through the process of your first course and now this course what has changed in your life? Um, mostly, I, as I go through my day, I realize just how powerful the, the, the simulation is and how it constantly draws me in and how I have to constantly take a mental step back, begin to pay attention to my feeling tone so that I can kind of break the grip of 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 the simulation really mm -hmm. you know it must you know. be uh, uh it gets frustrating if you're anybody who's on a spiritual path and they think um falsely think sometimes oh i'm like on the here on the path and they're only over there and i can't believe they don't get it they don't realize that everybody's going to get the same place when they're ready yeah. to get to the same place so there's not you're not ahead of anybody no. how do you no. uh but on the on the other hand you start to uh migrate more towards and attract more people like-minded people who feel the yeah. same way and you find that you may not have as much in common with some of your old buddies um even though you love them just the same but you know you want to talk about the football game okay but they don't want to talk about mindfulness how do you manage that in your day-to-day -day life where do you find you have a whole new circle of people that you're with how do you you know the fact that you are very advanced in this area and most of the people you deal with, I'm sure, in a regular 3D basis are not. Is it frustrating? Do you feel like I'm from another planet? Or is it something like, hey, I can be a, a leader here and really help people? Or a combination of the three? Well, do you know what? First of all, uh, everybody is a beginner in this. Um, it, it's, you know, it doesn't matter how advanced other people might make you feel you still feel the uh, uh <laughs> the same frustrations when you realize your mind has wandered yet again mm -hmm. you constantly uh criticize yourself even though you know it's wrong for again your 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 concentration breaking so everybody shares that i actually have more warmth and understanding for people i've known all of my life who who have no interest in this at all mm -hmm. you know um okay. everybody is on their own path right that sounds so glib it sounds so new agey but actually they are you know that's true so what from doing your practice what is yeah. the biggest misconception that most people have about life that 
that they're completely in control of it or they have no control over it. You know, people take, seem to be polarised along those lines, you know. It's like the ego wants everybody to believe, that wants each person to believe that they are in full control over their life. You know, you just need to get a grip, strive a bit harder. Then you get people who just feel like life is just dragging them away. They're just like a leaf on a stream. They've got no control. Actually, you know, lots of big events uh you don't have much control over what's going on you know terrible things happen from day to day um uh and you can't control that but you can control the small things around that and those small things lead to bigger things so you can regain control a significant amount of control over your life okay for the folks who are uh, embarking on the new program, the eight-week program, how much yeah. time do, uh, per day do they need to devote to this? And is this something they need to do eight, each and every day, Danny? Um, 10 to 20 minutes a day, uh, five to six days a week. Uh, you follow the eight-week program, uh, you'll get to the end of it and you'll have a really good, solid grounding. And then after that, we have a, a suggested 12-month uh program that they can do but really do the eight weeks see how you feel at the end of it virtually everybody wants to continue but it's entirely down to the individual because you try and bludgeon somebody into following this path they're not going to be interested exactly but i gotta tell you it has to be the right moment in your life it really is as simple as that Right I'm going to do it. Right I'm going to do your eight-week program, and I'm going to correspond with you, and maybe we'll have you back. We'll talk about what changes I've been through. I've been meditating, and um, I have some questions about meditation. We have a few minutes. Do you believe yeah. in uh, – I do two types of meditation. I do – I've never been trained. I do a guided meditation where I go through a lot of things I want to go through and visualization and things like that, affirmations, yeah. prayer, whatever. Yeah. And um, And then the other day, the next day, I will do – I just imagine that I am nothing from nowhere and I'm this space inside of me that uh, I'm not Robert Manny. I'm something. I don't know what it is, but it's this something that's in that space in this meat suit that I am. And I just I'm there. And I let anything in it wants to come in. So those are my two types of meditation. Are these wrong? Are these, is there, uh, you know, I don't really follow my breathing up and down. I'll do box breathing if I can't sleep, but. What are some other types of meditation? Are these typical meditations? What What's your take? You're an expert. I'm not. Um, I mean, they, they they're all. It sounds like the one where you just imagine yourself as an empty box, as it were. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's quite similar to uh, what they call an open monitoring mindfulness practice where well normally you would settle yourself spend a few minutes just focusing on your on your body the sensations and your breathing. And then you would progressively open yourself up to the world and you would just see how everything flows into your mind and your body. So that sounds quite similar. That's actually a very powerful practice. Um, and what was the first practice you I do a lot of uh I do a lot of uh, affirmations. I'll go through, yeah. you know, um visualizations almost. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That is a very powerful practice, depending on what you're visualizing, of course. Um, you know, you always uh, need to have a vision of where you want to go, where you mm-hmm. want to be in, say, a year or 10 years or whatever. Now, it would be a mistake to have a very concrete goal and a very concrete path because you quite simply do not know the path to your goal. 
Um, you know, if you want to meditate on a Ferrari, chances are you're not going to get there. But if if you focus on you need a new means of transport, maybe a donkey will arrive, <laughs> or or maybe maybe an aircraft will arrive. Do you know what I mean? It's a. Uh, it, I think it's important to have slightly fuzzy outline. You don't want to control it because yeah. it seems you like... don't know what you don't know the means to, you're going to get there, and you don't know what and, comes next. And and it seems like Danny that you know we think we know. I want specifically this, but we know so little that what could be available to us is so much greater than what yes. than the Ferrari. You know, yes, absolutely. We might have a crystal-driven rocket ship that could transport us wherever we want. Through te- yeah. telepathy, that could be way better than a Ferrari, but we don't yeah. know because we don't allow ourselves because Ferrari, we're so, yeah, exactly. so controlling, right? Yeah, exactly. So visualizing a Ferrari might limit you. <laughs> mm-hmm. The way I look at it is, you know, uh, life should be like a good story. A good story yeah. has a, an ending that you want, but not in the way you expect it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing great work. The name of the new book is called Deeper Mindfulness, The New Way to Rediscover Calm in a Chaotic World. Mark Williams and my special guest, Danny Penman. Tell us uh, where people can find out more about you, Danny, and Mark, and where they can start their mm-hmm. practice and where they can get into all of these wonderful tips that you have in terms of helping people with managing stress and mindfulness. First off, you can buy the book pretty much anywhere. Your favorite, uh, Amazon, whatever. That's where you can get a physical copy of the book. But you can go to our website, uh, franticworld.com. That's F-R-A-N-T-I-C world.com. There is virtually all the meditations from the book uh, there. Just go to the resources section, and it's got the meditations from most of our books. Um, On the front page, you can download the first chapter for free. That'll give you a taster of what you will experience i really recommend that because it's only 10 pages you know Mm -hmm. uh it gives a nice outline go and try some of the meditations if it's for you um yeah please go and get a copy of the book fantastic well you're doing great work i want to thank you for coming back on guys guys radio and putting up with my questions i just want to really break it down to make it simple for people who are either have not started meditating but want to or are, are on a path and they want to take yeah. it to the next level because I think they can make tremendous advances with, by deploying your program. I'm going to do it. We're going to talk about it and we'll see what happens from there. So thank you so much for coming back to Guys Guys Radio. Give my best to your writing partner, Mark, and keep doing the work you're doing, Danny. You're doing great stuff. Right. Thank you very much for having me on the program. And uh, yeah, you know, keep in contact. If you need any help or advice, I mean, it should all be there in a book. It's self-contained. But if if there's any questions, don't hesitate. I, I will me. let I will let you know each, uh, it, it, however it goes, I will let you know. But thank you. Right. Cheers. Thank you very much. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, a fascinating conversation with my return guest, Danny Penman, all about mindfulness and meditation. What did we learn? I think, again, take that first step. If you're interested in meditation, take that first step and begin to quiet yourself down. Try it for a few minutes a day and add on to that. You can check out Danny's program. Maybe a little bit advanced for the beginners, but there's so many programs out there and so many people out there who would be happy to help you learn how to meditate. 
and you can just Google or check online. There's so much material on it, and it's growing and growing and growing, and I urge you to consider it if you want to calm yourself down in this crazy, chaotic world we're living in now. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA Radio in Southern California, 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM. The show rebroadcasts every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA. The podcast, YouTube, and Rumble post throughout the day on Thursday. We're on. We're downloaded in over 100 countries for the podcast. The YouTube, you can watch the interview. Rumble, you can watch the interview. And we're on UK Health Radio all weekend long, four times every weekend and on demand. So it's the world's largest talk health radio station in the world. It's digital, so it's online, and you can listen to our show whenever you want. So if you enjoy the guests and content I bring you each and every week to Guys Guys Radio, I ask you one fair favor. Please support us, rate, review, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube, and just be there for us because I'm bringing you the best guests I can find to help you live your best life. You can also catch more information about me and a lot of helpful hints on my website, robertmanni.com. There's over 300 blog posts there about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, and so many topics we cover here on Guys Guys Radio, and you can also, while you're there, download three free chapters of my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love, which is a rom-com, basically. It's a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue, and it's really, it's about relationships from a male point of view. It's been called the male successor to Sex in the City. It's a lot of fun. It's fast. It's frothy. It's sexy, and I think you'll have a lot of fun with it, and you can download three free chapters and check it out. So if it's something you like, then you can buy the physical copy or a digital copy. So I'm there for you each and every week. I've got so many great guests coming up on Guys Guys Radio, and I love the work we're doing to help this planet become a better place and help you become the best person you can be because I know that's what you want. I'm working on myself as I learn from our guests. Hopefully you're there with me along for the ride on Guys Guys Radio. We've got a lot more to come. So I thank you so much for being part of the show. I thank my 750 guests that I've interviewed and connected with. I thank my wonderful producer, Chris. I thank my strategy lead, Ryan. And most of all, I thank you, our growing audience. We're growing by leaps and bounds. And it's such a pleasure and a delight to bring you the best information I possibly can to help you live your best life. That's what we do on Guys Guys Radio. I'll see you next week. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.